hello and welcome to Vista Talks, interesting discussions with interesting people from all around the world. I'm your host for today, Simon Hodgkins, and I'm delighted to be joined by Tammy Darcy. Uh, so Tammy, you're the CEO at the Shona Project and you're very welcome today. Thank you for having me. It's nice to be here. Thank you. Let's uh, let's move on. Let's get on to the show. And uh, firstly, I have to congratulate you um, because the Shona Project won a Think Global Award in the category of community and nonprofit for the 2021 ceremony, which took place not too long ago, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so congratulations, a fantastic achievement. So tell me, uh, what did it mean for Shona.ie first of all, in relation to entering the programme, and of course the win uh, once you learned that the organisation had won this year. Yeah, it was a really big boost for us because we've we've had such a tough year, you know, um, both in terms of the impact that we're creating, but also as a team, you know, moving remotely, we've missed each other. We usually have meetups, we're really people-focused organisations. So, you know, it's just been a really tough year and it was a huge boost. I usually have it on these shelves behind me, but I move an office at the moment. Um, and it's a beautiful award and it's usually right in the background there. Um, but, yeah, no, it was a real boost for us to see that the work that we've done and are continuing to do was being recognised and that you guys saw the value in it. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you for saying that. We were delighted to see the Shona Project winning. And yeah, we uh, we shipped out all the awards to all the winners because obviously it was a virtual uh, ceremony uh, this year for obvious reasons. Um, so hopefully it will, it will adorn your new offices. Uh, sure well, sure. Very good. So listen, for the uninitiated, the, the Shona Project, it's all about supporting and celebrating young women uh, with an Irish focus, of course. But uh, from a CEO's perspective and from your organization perspective, could you maybe share a little bit more with our audience about the Shona project, you know, sort of the background to it and what you're involved in today? Because I think it would be very interesting for our listeners. Mm. Um, Yeah, so I founded the Shona project in 2016 and like our mission is to educate, empower and inspire today's Irish girls to become tomorrow strong, confident and curious young women. So that's the mission statement. But there's a real personal story behind it. Um, myself and my sister Shona grew up in Waterford here in the south of Ireland. Uh, there's a year between us. We were incredibly close, shared a bedroom growing up. And when I was 14 and she was 15, she was diagnosed with a brain injury and um has lived in full-time nursing care ever since so I actually am seeing her on Friday for the first time in a year and a half so I'm excited about that um but you know she's far away and she's in a nursing facility and she's a young she was a young woman with so much potential like really caring like I was the attention-seeking drama queen and she was the one who you know wanted to really help people and cared about animals and you know just a really soft person so you know we as a family went through a lot at the time but for me what i went through during that period which i didn't recognize or nobody recognized was grief right because you can grieve for somebody who's gone through your life for whatever reason and if you're not given the space and the support to deal with that um it can have a huge effect on you but like there's also lots of reasons why people grieve it could be an opportunity that didn't work out for them or a friendship or you know it could it, it could be anything and as an adult looking back, you know, I, I remember feeling so alone during that time. Um, there was other stuff going on as well, you know, like bullying and other stuff at home and bits and pieces like that. I remember feeling so alone because everyone around me seemed to 
be on top of things. And now as an adult, you know, I really see that so many teenagers are going through an awful time. Um, and, you know, for me, I felt like I could make a difference with young women by giving them a space to share their stories, to be vulnerable, to support each other, to build positive communities. Um, and if that was done by, by leaders or facilitators that shared their own experiences in an authentic way, it would give permission for other girls to do the same. So that's the background. That's, that's why we're here and that's why we're doing the work that we're doing. Um, and yeah, we took it from there. Well, thank you for sharing that, Tammy. And uh, such an important um, point that you raise. And uh, I suppose with the pandemic as well, uh, it's been tougher still, even, you know, seeing your own uh, sister for a year and a half. It's really tough, isn't it, for a lot of people right now? And it was tough before. So um, thank you for sharing a little bit about where the, the Shona project uh, come from. Now, I know you launched a summer school um, program, didn't you? Is that last year, I think? And if maybe you could just tell me a bit about this, how does this school program work and how does this fit in with the plans for the organization? Uh, because schools have been sort of in and out. I know they're on their summer holidays right now. Mm -hmm. So uh, what's what does the future look like for that program? Well, we built a model that really revolved around our school workshops, which, which involved us going into a school and working with the girls for an hour and a half. And what we found was that during that hour and a half, we were able to create such impact and trust and you know the girls could really reflect on what we were the work that we were doing with them but you know at the end of the day it's an hour and a half so we thought you know we also have this online community where girls engage with us online um but how can we deepen that impact um and really do something that's transformational and for a lot of girls that are you know between sixth class and, and third year so between the ages of 12 and 15 there's a real gap there because they've got three months off. Their parents are mostly working and they can't get jobs um, because they're too young and they're too old for traditional summer camps. So we thought, why wouldn't it be amazing if we could bring them in for a week and do a series of workshops and activities and, and really build their confidence, build their ability to use their own voices, again, build that community. And we developed the summer school, which we ran the first pilot last year, um, which due to COVID was eight. And this year we were determined to do the second pilot just because we, oh, we, didn't, we couldn't do it again for another year. So we ran the second pilot um, and we could only do uh, 13 this year with the restrictions. But what we've done now is we've built a template that can scale and be delivered all over Ireland. So next year we're hoping to, to do it in eight different locations and then to grow it out from there. And it worked really, really well because like we, first of all, we have fun and um, we cover so many topics in lots of different ways. So we, one of the things that we do at the summer school is we put the girls into groups and ask them to pick a social issue and to spend a week doing a project on what the possible solutions would be for that social issue and then we present and share them at the end so they learn a lot not just about themselves but about the world around them and what we're trying to do is encourage them because so many young people feel helpless or like they don't have control over the future and that's a huge cause of stress and anxiety for them but if we can kind of change that narrative to well what can you do or how can you find the positive in these negative situations how can you learn how can you be stronger because of it 
And I think that has a huge impact on their mindset and then they can bring that forward with them when they go back to school. Um, so there's a huge opportunity there. The testimonials were hugely positive. Um, you know, they, they were all nervous coming in on day one, none of them knew each other. And now they're, I think they're meeting for lunch this week again for the third time. Um, you know, so it, it, it has the potential to really create impact. And what we'll see with the work that we do is in the future, you know, we want more female politicians, entrepreneurs, change makers, and, you know, we believe we're putting the groundwork in to achieve that and we'll see the benefits in years to come. No, it's incredible. And um, it's very interesting, isn't it? It's sort of at the school level, it's sort of the grassroots level where probably young people need the most support um, because it is difficult. And I, I think particularly with the way education has been over the last, say, 12, 24 months, it's been a quite a roller coaster for people emotionally, uh, mentally, in terms of their their educational program. The the lack of social interaction, particularly at such a young age, I think has a has a big impact on the younger generation. And it's hard to to fathom. Now I know with smartphones and technology and broadband connections and all the various apps. But um, when it comes to building confidence and building communications and building a, a you know a dedicated program around this important topic, it's um, it's incredible. So hopefully we will see, won't we, as as it scales up uh, as it goes forward. And you, you're right to point out, uh, Tammy, the the importance of um, uh, the knock-on effect that this will have in years to come. Because I was only talking to somebody recently about Silicon Valley companies. And in California and the way that, you know, rules and regulations for the uh, the makeup of the board of a company and how many males and females you have to have. And yet we still see, don't we, whether it's politics uh, or whether it's business, we still see this imbalance and we talk about the gender pay gap too. So it, it kind of, it, it all kind of comes together in the next generation, doesn't it? And building strong, confident people uh, that can help take us forward. So it's... Uh, it's, it's a really important topic. And I do love the the branding that the Shona project has. I don't know who's doing that for you, but it's really, really cool. Mm -hmm. And if anybody listening to this hasn't seen the Shona project branding, just go to shona.ie and have a look. It certainly catches the eye and it's certainly engaging. Uh, so that's great. So let's move back. Even if we go back a little bit before the schools program, there was something called the Shine Festival which I know you were involved in. And this was sort of like a one-day in-person event, wasn't it, where you sort of featured prominent speakers, a range of topics, uh, and you covered everything from career progression to mental health. So I suppose doing a festival has been quite difficult, uh, you know, in the last year. But tell me a little bit about the Shine Festival and how did that work out? How did that go? Um, any plans for future festivals as certain parts of the world start to um, certain parts of the country start to open up yeah so you know one thing that you learn about the Shona project is that we never just say that something is good enough or big enough you know we're we're growing at such a rate so shine festival originally we started in 2018 here in Waterford we partnered with the local youth radio station or the regional youth radio station here at the 102103 and we brought 350 girls together for a day of you know, hearing from amazing speakers, we had music, we had bubbles, we had fun. It was just a joyful event. And, and as you said, yeah, a really empowering event. And then in 
the following year, we decided to grow to regional and we brought together a thousand. And our plan for 2019 was, or for 2020, was to bring together four different events all over Ireland with a thousand at each. And we had those all scheduled and cancelled and we had part, created a partnership with the other regional youth radio stations. And obviously they were all cancelled and we were devastated because we thought there's 4,000 girls that we could have reached and now we've, we've lost out on that opportunity. So what we did was we all pulled together, all the regional stations came together to create one online festival, which was a, a, an amazing opportunity for us. Um, we had reservations about doing it online. We'd never done it before. We didn't know, have a clue what we were doing. And we created a, a special website, which looks like a festival map with tents and, and hedges and sunshine and bunting and everything else. And we asked about 100 female speakers if they would take part, um, hoping that we might get maybe 30, 40, and we got 100. So um, there was actually only one speaker that turned us down. Um, because it meant they could just do it through Zoom in their own time. You know, we didn't require anybody to travel or it wasn't costing them anything other than 20 minutes. So we got speakers like Vicky Phelan and Laura Whitmore and Sharon Horrigan and um, Hazel Chu and Holly Cairns and amazing sports people. Like we just filled it with amazing, but more importantly, authentic female speakers who were all telling their own stories in a real way. You know, admitting we don't all have it figured out, we're still, you know, everything's a work in progress. Um, and we had 40,000 attendees at that, so we had 10 times our original target. And over four days, we had over a million video loads. Um, so it just goes to show that in every challenge, there's an opportunity, and you can kind of sit back and say, and give up and say, it's just not going to work, or you can go bigger which is what we did. And we were lucky that it worked out, but we worked really hard on it. And for next year now, we're kind of trying to decide how to bring the best of both worlds together. So we hope to bring up to 3000 together in person and also stream it online to every school in Ireland. So that's what we're working on now. That's the next step. Wow, Tammy, I'm so impressed. That's incredible. Uh, and so congratulations. It's amazing, isn't it? How when we sometimes face a challenge that uh, we think is it, it's going to impact it, it can be flipped, can't it? And I was talking to a gentleman called Mark Pollock uh, for for one of these episodes. Mark is a he's a um, he, he was blind um, in his twenties and uh, he became a an adventure athlete. He was the first blind man in Ireland to race to the South Pole. Uh, he then 10 years later fell out of a three-story window and became paralyzed, you know, uh, so I don't know if you know the Mark Pollock story, but he started a, a, a movement called Run in the Dark. Um, and he had he had similar challenges, you know, because he couldn't do these these runs, he couldn't organize them in person. But again, he he moved to this online model and was blown away, you know, they launched an app and was blown away i think 25,000 people um taking part so it's really really inspiring to hear how many people you had taking part the names that you mentioned of the speakers are incredible i mean they're truly authentic female leaders that that you know resonate we know the names of the people that are giving up their time to to come and support the shona project which is fantastic to see and I suppose you're in the same uh, position as a lot of people that do events. You're in this kind of hybrid world now then for what does that look like? How do we scale it? How do we bring it all together? But um, 
3000 together is it that's not a small undertaking by any stretch of the imagination and your million sort of views on the videos that's that's an incredible achievement so congratulations tammy that's i'm sure there was a lot of hard work behind the scenes i'm sure a lot of hard work, but you know what there was a really good team we had volunteers the radio stations were so passionate about what they were doing as well and they gave out loads of time and again you know i keep going back to when people are authentic and doing things for the right reasons people will get on board and people said yes because they saw the value in what we're doing and even those radio stations all said it was like the the most fun they, they ever had in work pulling this together so yeah we're, we're going to go bigger for sure and we don't know what it's going to look like but you know we'll just keep going until something goes wrong and then we'll figure it out then I don't think it's going to go wrong Tammy I, I think you've got something very special here and you're doing something that's so important so let, let's talk about Tammy for a minute because it's not just the the Think Global Awards that you that you were recognized for I know that you were selected by the Irish Examiner, which for people listening outside of Ireland, it's a, it's a national public, press publication here, one of the top media publications. And you were featured, weren't you, as the uh, one of their top 100 women for this year, uh, for 2021, in their leadership section. So could you maybe expand on that a, a little bit? Like, uh, that's a fantastic achievement. Yeah, I mean, it, look, it's great to be recognised for the work that you do, um, but that can't be why you do it, because, you know, that's not what will get you out of bed at five o'clock in the morning to drive five hours to meet all your girls at school at the other side of the country, you know, and I'm not belittling it because it is really important. Um, for me personally, what that does is it recognises and validates the work that we do, which gives us opportunity to create more impact, you know, and if people do value what I've done by creating the Shona Project, I appreciate that, but the Shona Project is way more than just me, you know. Um, it also gives the Shona Project an opportunity to increase our ability to do impact by, you know, hopefully getting brands and sponsors and partners interested in working with us. And that's why it's important to me. But it's also really nice to see your name in places like that. I mean, there are so many women doing amazing work all over Ireland. I think they do need to be highlighted. So I'm, I, I do think we need more of it, giving them a platform, letting them share their voices, having them inspire other women. You know, I do a lot of corporate speaking and I always say um, the reason why I tell this story is because I never thought I could achieve what I've achieved. I didn't have any confidence. I wasn't born into this world. There's not a day where I don't doubt myself or um, there's not a day where I'm not completely confident that things are going to work out. Um, but I do it anyway. And I would like to encourage other people to do the same because, you know, that's where the magic happens, I think, outside your comfort zone. I couldn't agree more. And I think it's that it's back to that authenticity, isn't it, that you mentioned, because it's coming from a place of authenticity and people can see that um, that it's genuine. I think it, it resonates with people much, much more and uh, people get on board and your, your testament to that, you know, the success of what the Shona Project uh, is has become has scaled in a relatively short period of time your recognition in uh you know whether it's the think global awards or of course the the, the top 100 women of 2021 i mean these are accolades that uh, you know reflect the great work of the shona project the team that you that you've corralled together so shortly after being listed in the irish examiner's top 100 women of 2021 you went on to author your book you've got this uh, learn to love yourself and truly shine. 
uh, in your teen years and beyond. So can you tell me more about the book and what inspired you to write it, Tammy? So the book is actually called You've Got This. Um, again, it's in a box here somewhere because <laughs> I'm packing up to move. Um, but this, is, this was kind of really a highlight for me because when I was younger, all I ever wanted to do was be an author. I was obsessed with reading. Reading got me through some really difficult times. I used to read Ina Blyton and Roald Dahl and all of that. You know, I was just I used to soak them up. And I used to love writing. I, I wrote my first novel at the age of about 12 in a copy book, which I still have at home, but that one wasn't published. Um, <laughs> but I just, it, writing has gotten me through a lot and I like to write and it helps me to express myself and it's something that I think I'm relatively good at. But then over the course of the teenage years, I went so far away from that that, you know, I forgot it was ever even something that I wanted to do. So. I was um, invited by a publisher to write one over, I think I signed the publishing contact the day of lockdown and thought, oh, sure, we're going into lockdown and have loads of time and headspace to write this, which didn't work out that way. Um, but if you look at the Shona Project website, there's a thousand separate articles on that, on lots of different things. And I wrote for the first four years, I wrote an article every single day. So I had lots of little tidbits on various things. It could be stuff that's going on or it could be personal stories or mindset hacks or any of that thing. Um, and I just found there was an opportunity to bring them together into a book with little snapshots and different things. That, uh, and what I thought in my mind was that a, a young girl would pick it up and just re refer to it throughout her teenage years, like not read it in, in full, but just have it there as like just a resource that she could refer to. And it was received really, really well. And, um, you know, the, the naive thing about me is I, I was excited to write the book. And maybe it's because I wrote it during lockdown and I wasn't seeing people. But it never occurred to me for a minute that somebody would read it. <laughs> you know, I just, it wasn't in my mind that, that you know, I would go into bookshelves or bookshops and see it on the shelves. And that still blows, blows my mind when I see that. I was on holidays recently up in the west of Ireland. And. Uh, went into a bookshop and saw it and one of my kids found it and was like oh they're actually selling your book um, which still surprises me but you know it was something that you know I've learned so much I talked to so many inspirational people you know you even things like this podcast or you go to women's day events or leadership events and you hear this these amazing insights from people and I always think oh who could really do with hearing this are the teenagers that I work with so it's almost just like translating it and I would like to write another one, and I do have plans to write another one when I find five minutes in my day. So it was a, it was a true lockdown writing of the the book called "You've Got This," right? Yeah. Um, and I know I mentioned top rules for life. Um, so you you had a list of top rules for life, didn't you? Are there any are there any rules for life you can share with me? Yes, yeah, so um, these are 10 rules that I go through at every workshop with every girl and it's just kind of 10 things to think about and apply in your day. And the first one for me is just to realise that not everyone is going to like you and to be okay with that. Uh, I think that holds so many girls back, just, you know, why don't they like me? And when I was in school, I changed myself into so many versions of who I was to try and please other people that I didn't even know who I was anymore. I was like, maybe I should be like louder or quieter or funnier or smarter, or maybe I should dress this way or wear my hair this way. And, you know, it can really cripple you during those really important years. So I think making peace with the fact that not everyone is going to like you is such a freeing thing to do. Um, 
you know, and it's hard to do, but it's, you know, just, it, it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. And I always use flavors of ice cream as an example. You know, some people like chocolate ice cream. Some people like strawberry ice cream. There's nothing wrong with any ice cream. All ice cream is good ice cream. You know, um, it's just a matter of taste. And um, there's a couple of other ones as well around, you know, one, keeping an open mind and recognizing that education is not just school that there's so much more to education, whether it's podcasts or books or get yourself a mentor or, you know, learning on the job or life learning and basic cop on. Like there's a lot more to learning than school. And I think if you have a bad experience or a negative experience in school, it can turn you against um, learning, which is an awful pity as well. And then another one that I can share is about keeping an open heart you know when you've been hurt as a young person you can close yourself off from people and you can end up just thinking that you don't need anybody um and you can miss out on so many amazing relationships and friendships if you keep an open heart be smart about the people that you let in but just don't close it down completely because when I was my best friend would say she met me in her 20s and I wouldn't even hug her I was just like no don't don't hug me and now, you know, just because of all the healing that, has done, that I've done over the last few years, I'm, I'm a big hugger. I hug everybody. So, and I'm always open to meeting new people. And I've made amazing friends through my work and met amazing people. So keep an open heart. That would be another one. And I um, can't think of any of those off the top of my head. I'll have to check my, check my book. <laughs> well, people can check the website because there's a thousand, a thousand uh, snippets of information there for people to read through. So there you go. Uh, no, fantastic. And uh, that's really, really good. And um, do you need another lockdown to write another book or will you squeeze it in somewhere? I don't know. I have a few projects that I'm working on at the moment that are all, you know, just different ways for us to create. Right. Um, I have, a, I, I kind of make notes when I have five minutes and I'll pull it together at some stage. That's brilliant. So Tammy, before we finish the, the interview today, what's on the horizon for you and for the Shona project? What's what's next? Um, so we're at a real scale phase now where we've created all of these projects, programs that work really, really well. And now we're trying to bring in the funding to deliver them. Um, they all have huge potential. We've delivered workshops in Africa and India. Um, you know, Shine Festival can grow, that the workshops can grow, the summer schools definitely has potential to grow. So it's it's putting the resources in place to be able to do more of what we do and then look at what the, what's in the future. Um, for me personally, what I'm trying to do is create the Shona project to get to a level where if anything were to happen to me, it would survive without me. Um, you know, because it's bigger than me now, it's bigger than Shona now, it's, it's about every young girl in Ireland and we need to get a team together to be able to all add something and, and like create a shared vision that we can all get behind. Because um, I'm exhausted. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and there's only so much that I can do. So it's, been, it's just getting to a stage now where it's for everyone and it's not just right, right. as small as it has been, yeah. And um, I suppose it's such a it's such a phenomenal movement. Uh, it's a really important thing. So you, just for people listening to this, are you, you're looking for sponsors. You're looking for people to fund it. You're looking for partnerships. What what ideally are you looking for then, to in order to scale it? Well, we realise that when we put any cost to the girls that we work with, our ability to create impact just fell through the floor. You know, so we need to look at how can we 
how can we fund this on a national scale? And at the moment now, because we have everything ready to go, the end of this year is really all about fundraising so we can bring in extra resources to do more. And that's my focus. And fundraising is not something I enjoy or I'm particularly good at, um, but I'm getting the hang of it to that. We want to go into the new year ready to go with the, with great people behind us. So yeah, um, we're, we're talking to a few corporates at the moment, looking for sponsorship. We're also trying to create a movement of individuals who can support the Shona project by creating some kind of a, a monthly donation scheme because every penny helps. So people believe in what we're doing and they want to be a part of it, you know, especially professional women who might have experienced a lot of the challenges or, you know, men who experience the challenges or have daughters or young people in their lives that they want to make sure that the Shona project is there for them. So that's what we're doing at the moment. And, um, you know, it's hard work. We never stop working, um, but we love what we do. Thank you, Tammy. Uh, I'm glad we can we can help share that message. Um, so I've asked you quite a bit there. We, we've learned an awful lot today, a bit more about the Shona project. But is there anything else you'd like to share before we wrap up today? Have I missed anything? Or is there anything else you'd like to share with our audience? One thing that I always say when I have a platform to say it is that we need a Shona for boys that our young men are struggling and facing huge challenges that, you know, in some ways are the same and in some ways are quite different. If you look at what we value about our men and what we value about our women. Um, I feel I personally can make a difference with the girls because I was a girl and, you know, this is the language that I speak. But I would love to see a show in a project or an equivalent doing similar work with boys because our boys are struggling too. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, really important. And um, I know you've, it's, it's, you're supporting Irish girls right now, and we recognize the importance of having a Shona for boys maybe in the future. Um, there are lots of countries, though, around the world that would really benefit from something like this. And I don't want to get too far ahead, but have you had any thoughts about, you know, what that looks like in five years' time or 10 years' time from an international perspective? Or is that just too far down the road at the moment? It's not too far down the road. We've delivered workshops in Africa and India through partner organizations that came with us that felt like, you know, our, our message is applicable all across the world, that girls in every corner of the globe have similar issues while, you know, our cultures are different, very similar issues. And it worked quite successfully. And we thought about how can we scale this? The reality is we don't have the resources to do it at the moment, but it's, you know, if, if you want to succeed in what you're doing, you have to have a huge, big vision, and there is a huge, big vision there. Um, but if we spread ourselves too thin, we will water down our impact. So, yeah, in the future, I think we probably will do more of what we're doing on an international scale. That's my plan. Well, thank you, Tammy. And for people listening to this, if they want to get in touch, I suppose the best place is the website. Am I right in saying that? Yeah. People just visit Shona.ie. They can find out all about the Shona project. If anybody's interested in getting more involved, uh, particularly from uh, helping the organization scale, um, I'm sure that Tammy and the team will be uh, delighted to hear from you. So that, that sort of brings us to the end of uh, today's episode, Tammy. I do want to once again congratulate you on all the accolades and uh, really say thank you for the the great work that the shona project is doing uh, it is authentic it is genuine and it is so important so uh, 
congratulations to you and the team. I shall uh, be watching to see the continued success and supporting where I can. Uh, so thank you very much indeed, Tammy, for joining us today. Thank you so much, Simon. So that's the end of today's show with Tammy Darcy. Uh, as you know, at this stage, Tammy's the founder and CEO of the Shona Project. So please make sure to tune in again to see and or listen to the next Vista Talk show, where we hope to be discussing more interesting topics with interesting people from all around the world. Thank you, Tammy. Thank you.